Hi there, folks. I'm Emily. And I'm Hope. And this is Oh My Word, a podcast where we talk about books, movies, musicals, TV shows, etc. And give you an insight into the content so that you know what you're reading and watching before you know what you read and watch. Exactly. And the way we do that is through our pearl-clutching rating systems, violence, language, romance, on a scale of zero to four. Zero being good, because zero is like wholeness. It's a circle of life. So zero is good. Beautiful. And four is not great. So if some, if you're seeing four in our ratings, then just know there's stuff going down that you got to think about. Do I want to see this or read this? That's all. Yeah, we're not saying that an author can't write something super bloody or super romantic or full of a bunch of bad words. We're just saying this is what it has. Is this what you want to expose yourself to? And the answer might very well be yes, in which case... Cool, go for it. But at least you are informed. Because not only is there not a rating system for books specifically, you can go online and you can see what people like about it, but you can't necessarily find like there's not G and PG and PG-13 and R for books. But also sometimes some books really don't have a good synopsis on the back and you have no idea what you're getting into before you get into it, which I find very troubling. So we're just here to help you know what you're getting into before you get into it. That is so true. That is so true. And I don't even want it to be like a warning system. I just want it to be like, this book contains this. That's all. That's all I want to know. An awareness system. Yeah, awareness. Oh my goodness. But it's a pearl-clutching system, but awareness system for publishing terms. Exactly. Yes. Excellent idea. Thank you. So in case you thought, because of Elt's Circle of Life mentioned, that we were about to get into something Disney, unfortunately, you are wrong. Because we are not talking about anything Disney. In fact, we are kind of far away from Disney with this book because it's kind of violent. And in fact, it's an adaptation of a movie which everyone thinks was Disney, but wasn't. Well, not an adaptation of the movie, but an adaptation of a story that there was a movie about that everyone thinks is Disney and isn't Disney. And that movie was Anastasia, and Anastasia is not Disney. And this book, Blood Air, is very loosely, it's almost... Someone said it's not so much an adaptation of Anastasia, the actual princess, more like a inspired by true events kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so the book we have today is Blood Air by Amelie Wen Zhao. Zhao? Zhao? Yeah, we don't know. We, we apologize if we mispronounce the name. Yes, I apologize. It's I. There's no pronunciation guide next to her name. So Amelie Wen Zhao, Blood Air. It's the first of a trilogy. It is set in the Cerulean Empire where affinities, which is magic powers kind of, are reviled. Their varied gifts to control the world around them are deemed unnatural, even dangerous. Anna's ability to control blood has long been kept secret, but when her father, the emperor, is murdered, she's the only suspect. Now, to save her own life, Anna must find her father's killer. There's only one person corrupt enough to help Anna get to the conspiracy's core, Ramsen Quicktongue. Ramsen is a cunning crime lord with sinister plans, though he might have met his match in Anna. Our ratings, violence is a three, language is a one, and romance is a one. So there's a chemistry between Ramsen and Anna for sure, but it's not really actualized in any sort of graphic or overly long makeout scene or anything like that, but there's certainly chemistry between them. Language is a one because there are these people with affinities that are sort of a a lower 
class and actually slaves in some parts of the empire, people speak about them in a way that is like, uh, what's the word? Like hateful and insulting and harsh. So even if it's not like specifically bad words, it's bad words in that, in that world and harsh. Um, and then violence is a three because this is a young adult fantasy where, you know, they're running to save their lives. So people are beating up and there are swords and there's people being poisoned and there's just so much generic violence in a lot of these books. You know, I'm thinking of this and the Grisha series and like anything where there's a, you know, and all the dystopian stuff because they're, they're like survival books and in survival books, there's going to be violence. So violence is up there. It's a three, but actually other, other than the violence, you know, language and romance wise, not bad. Yeah. It's also cause she's like a blood witch. So like her power, her affinity is controlling people's blood. So it gets, it gets bloody. <laughs> so it does. Yes. It's, it's almost, it's not Tarantino level, but it is almost like, it's not, not Tarantino level. You don't have, like the blood patterns all over. It probably even like violence could even be, edged. and they're also they're fighting for the for the empire. Or so this now, right. even this is part of a trilogy. But these ratings are only for the first book because we don't we don't we're not saying what's happening. In this, well, the third book's not out yet, but the second book's already out. And ironically, this whole book almost never even came out because for there was some controversy over it, which I don't even know if we want to speak about it. But I think we should speak about it okay. because it's so interesting. I had no idea that there was any controversy until just until I was looking it up before we started talking about it to get some more background on the ratings because I did read the book, but now it's been a couple months. Yeah. And so there's this whole controversy because people didn't like the way that she talked about some of the characters and how some people were represented um, because the, the lower class has darker skin, which is a thing. And everyone thought that she was talking about American slavery and didn't like the way that she was talking about American slavery. Well, it turns out she's not talking about American slavery. She was commenting on human trafficking. She's not American. And it's so interesting how people decided, first of all, she shouldn't have stopped publishing it anyway. Even if it was about slavery and people didn't like the way she was dealing with it, tough nuggies, don't read the book. But like the fact that they even had some sway and it almost not getting published is disgusting and totally limiting to the idea of books being a way to explore different ideas and different issues and people being able to share you know their point of view on it but also to like assume what someone's writing about and to you know like that's such as everyone sees things through that lens right now like everything is through like this american slavery lens that people forget that like there are actually other bad things in the world and not all the bad things are caused by Americans, in fact. And we're not the only people dealing with tragedy and suffering. It happens all over the world and people might have a different perspective and different things to talk about. Yeah. There's also been slavery all over the world. So right. that's not, but that's not even it. Like she's, she's, a, she's a Chinese author. She's Chinese. She was born in Paris. So French Chinese, she's already, and the setting is it's like a Russian setting. And right. the biggest thing is that even though she talked this lower class, uh, people with affinities, a lot of them, or it's actually like this one culture, this one, um, not culture, this one like country where they, a lot of them have darker skin and like bluer eyes. It's kind of, you could tell they are, those are the ones who have been trafficked a lot because they kind of get like sold to like, use your affinity to do this for me and I'm not going to really pay you and I'm just going to treat you badly. And that's the, she, she's condemning it. <laughs> she's not right. saying it's a good thing. She's saying it's a bad thing. It's part of what like. Anna, who thinks, oh, my empire is so great and wonderful and perfect and beautiful. Okay, maybe not exactly in those terms. Because she now has to go find Rand. 
um, Ransom. She has to go out there, whatever. She sees the truth about what her empire is. And she's like, wait a second, this is not good. And that is good for her to see that and say, this is not good. What do we, what is the system we're living with? Like she wants to upend the system. Isn't like, should we be praising stuff like that? It's just, you would think, you would think it's just, ah, it's good that you published it. And I think now since it's been published, I think people are like, Oh, the book, like when you're reading it, if no one had said that to you before you started reading it, you'd be like, where, I don't see where the controversy is for this book, especially for us and our perk clutching. The language is great and the romance is great. So as far as the grading, you know, the ratings go, it's very violent. But aside from that, it's just like, oh yeah, okay, here's the story. So, and also right. it's a little bit different, which probably is also, the Grisha vibe is probably partially because of, you know, the affinities work and also probably because of the Russian setting because the Grisha verse also has that. So she's in this like a frozen, very frozen empire sort of thing. And it's cool. It's cool to have, you having like this newish set, different setting, you know, a different kind of place by an author who who also has a different kind of background. Mm-hmm. So that's great. That's a, that's a totally new world perspective. And it does, it does, even though there's a lot of it that feels like kind of typical YA or very familiar YA, there's a lot of it that does, it seems to be like a little bit different also. Like the settings are a little bit different. The names, there's a lot of Russian names, words and names being used. That's very different. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're reading the word, you're like, okay, you skip the word. Not easy. You're just like, I don't need anything. I'm pronouncing this correctly, but whatever. And it does. It makes it, it gives it like its own flavoring because of that. Yeah. Yeah. There was an interesting line in the, um, like the, the final line of the synopsis, which is because in this story, the princess might be the most dangerous player of all. And that was the only part where it was like, okay, we have had strong female characters. I mean, forever, but like, like we had Hunger Games. It's not like we haven't had strong female characters. The Grisha verse is full of strong female characters. I'm trying to think of other young adult books, but all of them. They're um, all full of strong they're female all characters. Scythe. All the all the books all we've talked about have had if even if the main character has if the main character isn't a girl, then it's like a joint main character of a boy and a girl. Awesome. Right? Yes. Illumine had strong like the idea of a strong female character, maybe in eighteen forty five was subversive. <laughs> But it's not exactly like a subversive thing anymore to have a strong kick booty type female character, even if it's a princess. So I just found that a little bit eye roll worthy. Yeah. I don't I don't know that they would publish it these days if, if your if your female character is not a strong character. Well they might if you like gain strength or find strength, but or unless you're doing like a warning thing of like, you know, domestic abuse or something. But even mm-hmm. that, like Especially in YA, YA is dominated by female writers and female characters. And those characters are all usually all portrayed as either being strong or finding strengths to be strong. And that's great. And it's good. But it's like, it is true that it comes to a point where it's like, that's not the selling point. I, well, I don't feel like it should be the selling point of the book anymore. Instead, your story, your world, that's the selling point to me. Not like the female, strong female character I almost kind of expected. And it's also like the exactly. whole thing... About, like, he saved her, but she really saved him because he's the one who needs saving. You're just like, oh, okay. Like, that was probably the one part where you're kind of, like, rolling your eyes, like, enough already. You also have, because Ransom came from, like, this, uh, you know, he's the, he's so cunning and he's so this, that, whatever, you know, and he's such a, because that's, like, he was kind of raised to be like, his father was, like, this very unforgiving kind of person, a very harsh person who never showed him any love, and he would choose his position and his career over his son, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, the only thing he ever felt in his life is when he had his friend and they looked out for each other. There's a whole, like, he's got this whole crazy backstory, which is actually good that she gives him the whole backstory and we get to see kind of how it came to be. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of um, good. 
It's also like, we have a moment where she's like, Anna jumps into the river and she thinks he's dead and da-da-da. And he had like, you know, that's when Ransom finally learned my love could be a weakness. That was actually an interesting um, mm-hmm. spin because you're just like, love is strength and I live for love. Like, you know, at the end of the first Wonder Woman is like, I believe in love. And I was like, where did that just come into the story? Yeah, yeah. Like, why is this here right now? So that was actually interesting, the, the take on that to be like, you finally understood how love could be a weakness. And it was such a subtle way of saying like, his heart almost gave out because Anna jumped into the river and she thought he was dead. Like, instead of saying like, oh my God, my love, and I can't live without my love. Like, love could be a weakness because, right, you can't be stoic, solid, unforgiving, merciless where, where there's love because that's the, right. elicits all the, so the way I kind of roll my eyes at that, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, that was actually kind of like a, a nice, not obvious way to say what, what, what wanted, but you know, what she was trying to say there. Yeah, um, I think actually, now that you say it, I remember that. I do think she had a few lines in there where she talked about things that it seems like other authors may have talked about. And maybe because because of the controversy, I know she did some rewriting, but I thought she talked about some, you know, whether you're talking about human trafficking, or you're talking about like American slavery or Islamic slavery or European, like whatever kind of slavery you're talking about, you know, you're still talking about themes of justice and human freedom. So I thought that she talked about some of those things in a way that was kind of different. Like looking at it from a slightly different perspective, and I wish I could remember any of the lines right now, but just in a almost a more open-eyed way, like not filtered through any specific lens, but just like, this is how the world is, therefore X. And I, I, I liked, I liked some of her insights. I thought they were thought provoking. Yeah, that's definitely one thing you could say for the book. You know, whether or not you like it or whether or not blah blah whatever, it, the perspective is definitely a little bit different, and that's kind of refreshing mm-hmm. to have that yeah. little bit of a different perspective. And it does. It's not to condemn any other book or to judge on any other book. It just, it just makes us. It's just part of what makes this book this book. Exactly. Yeah, because you also, like, there's a lot of characters coming in. A lot of them have been treated in different sort of ways. You know, this is sort of like, it's not a casino. Well, I guess it's a casino where a lot of them are, like, performers. You know, mm-hmm. so, like, their life is a little bit better because they're performers and they're not made to, like, be in a bakery and slave over a cart all day. So you do also have, like, the status among the tri- – it, it is. She shows, like, a lot of different – yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of different perspectives that are shown here. And just, you know, fighting it. They're going to fight against the system in a different kind of way. Because she also, like, eventually they are going to put, assumedly, Anna is going to go back to be the emperor. So, like, well, now she's got to decide because she's still going to be ruling over people, right? It doesn't seem like she's going back to put up a democracy, right? So that also introduces a whole different kind of perspective to things. So, yeah. I mean, the only other thing is that sometimes it felt a little bit... It's probably, it was maybe only once where it felt like a little bit forced of like, Anna is a strong character. She has so much strength to her. And you're like, mm. okay, lady. <laughs> like, okay, you don't have to, you don't have to push it. Like, we see what she's doing. You know, you don't have to like write her right. as a lot. Like, you know, we, we're, we're rooting for her. We're letting this story unfold. So sometimes it does feel like, you know, in the attempt to make the strong female character, we have to tell you that she's a strong female character. And it's like, no, she's pretty, like what she's doing is, is you have to be very brave and courageous to do what she's doing right now. Like you don't have to tell it us. It's okay. Right. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm ready to read the next two books. Yeah. I would finish this series. Yeah. yeah. Especially if the ratings don't get too wonky. Yeah. Right. Well, good for, and this was also her first novel. So good for her. And you know, sometimes controversy helps, you know, I bet, you know, more people heard about it than 
wouldn't have. So maybe she started it. Maybe the whole thing is a conspiracy. Okay, no. <laughs> now we're starting conspiracy theories. Now, I want to think, the way that this kind of controversy comes up, it's like the book was almost pulled. So, yeah, yeah probably not. not. <laughs> probably not. But thankfully it wasn't. And uh, so we got to read it. And now you guys got to hear us talk about it. So good deal all around, eh? Yay. Yay for everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Cheers, everyone. Oh My Word podcast is brought to you by the Pearl Clutching Basement Dwellers at Oh My Word. Follow us on Instagram for updates at Oh My Word podcast. Or like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For full episode notes and details, visit eltenabam.com. Music is by Tim Berg. See you next time.